0: Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello,
1: Jocelyn. Back again for another episode.
0: I know. I can't believe it's Tuesday already. We had the long weekend. It didn't even really kind of feel like a long weekend. Like, I don't know. Everything's <laughs> just kind of blending together at this point. <laughs> is it? Is it?
1: See, this is the thing. I, I, you know, I read a lot of emails. I read a lot of texts. Like, uh, I think a lot of us are. And I feel like I always have to look at the calendar and be like, "Okay, it's a long weekend. Have a good long weekend. We'll talk soon." Blah blah blah. Um, I swear, I put it came
0: more... super early for us this year too. It was definitely. So.
1: it feels like it was a week early. So for those, yeah, I mean, it's not a holiday in the states. They have they have Memorial Day. They have it.
0: Memorial Day, and I think it's next weekend. I think they're always yeah. a weekend after us. So.
1: Okay. Yeah, and the thing is, it's it's wild because if you say to someone, I "Hope you had a good long weekend." It's like it's like a trick question it's like are you trying to catch me like you trying to get me to say I went to the cottage and 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 maybe <laughs> possibly saw someone and, and and enjoyed a social interaction I see what you're doing Yark. <laughs> and I'm like no I just want to wish you a happy weekend uh but yeah I probably will report you no I'm just kidding um it's one of those things where I, I feel weird because was it a long weekend I mean I'm I'm on parental leave so I'm also not really I'm I mean, I don't want to say I'm not working because I am working every day. But your
0: days are weekends and you're... Yeah, Yeah, it's all the same.
1: If it weren't... (laughs) Honestly, if it weren't for podcasting and having to pay bills, I probably would lose track of what day it is because there's really nothing... there's really no (laughs) there's no tv anymore it's all netflix right so yeah that's that's the thing
0: there's no more yeah like oh this is the thing that i do on x night anymore it just kind of is like okay well tonight i have time to binge eight episodes of insert show here yeah
1: (laughs) i I mean it's wild like we so we have bell internet and television and we had a package with them for two years which included home phone i said we're never going to use that and they're like oh well it's part of the package. So we finally got rid of it and we brought it down and, and then, you know, our bill went up cause that's how it works. And then <laughs> yeah,
0: at, you get rid of a service and your bill goes up. That makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah. It may, it makes sense. Like from the Bell Bell's perspectives, they like, gave us such a screaming deal to sign up and that's how it works. Like once you're a customer to them, you're in right. So they can just, they can just raise the prices. The only way to get the great prices is to actually leave for a certain amount of time and then come back. But, uh, I was, I was showing Ashley, our, our bell app and saying like, there's nothing, there's nothing being recorded. There's literally nothing scheduled. And that goes like a month and a half, like six weeks out. So it's like, why are we paying for something we're not using when Caden is more than happy or Caden and Abigail are more than happy to just watch whatever kids programming is on Netflix, Uh, you know, and it's so true. We should just get rid of TV or at least just keep like the basic, basic channels. But it's uh there's really no there's really nothing on tv like nothing's being shot now so there's gonna be nothing even in the fall right Um, oh my god what
0: that's right
1: i know (laughs) it i mean like walking dead was literally stopped in its tracks and that was the one show that's where it really hit me so it hit me early on in the sense that they didn't even air the finale to the season because Mm -hmm. they couldn't finish the 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 special effects but yeah it's um it's a, uh, it's, it's wild. It's, I don't even know how we got on the topic of television, but yeah, I mean, TV's just one of those it's, things. We where... don't
0: know what day of the week it is anymore because we don't have our TV. <laughs>
1: right. True. And, and that's the thing. It's like, there's nothing good on TV. It's just, uh, it's going to be whatever reality shows they can shoot through Zoom. <laughs> I mean, honestly. Oh my
0: God. Think, I, that's I, a bleak, bleak world. <laughs> I mean, it's,
1: it's literally, it is the world I was watching ashley watch uh, american idol and i i, I walk through is like is that skype that's skype i mean that's just <laughs> and that's the thing like literally these broadcast television shows are doing what we what we used to do uh mm-hmm. and what a lot of people do which is video podcasting and it's kind of funny to to see that happening uh to be honest i mean reality shows it works i mean uh for american idol at least i think it worked i mean they they got across the finish line i'm guessing they don't want to ever do that again but they were in the Mm -hmm. middle of a middle of a a competition yeah
0: well that's like i mean um rupaul's drag race which is what i watch all the time um they had to do a similar thing so their their reunion and their finale are happening like imminently (laughs) this week and next week and uh they had their whole season filmed like back in in november december and they're mm-hmm. airing it now but they always do a live finale and they're like uh what do we do <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it's it's all zoom meetings now which is just absolutely hilarious but yeah we're not here to talk about tv <laughs> but you should all watch drag race seriously it's amazing i've never seen an episode
1: uh, is it oh like... my god i know I feel like it's not the time to say that because you're like, OK, got to watch seasons three through five. Oh, my Don't God. Watch we're, six. Yeah.
0: We're on season like 12 now. Plus, oh, there's wow. been four seasons of all stars or three seasons of all stars. There's a UK version. There's a Canada version. Like, I, yeah, okay. you could go down a rabbit hole of drag race. All <laughs> right. So glorious. 30
1: seconds. What is it?
0: Uh, it's drag queens competing in a reality show to become America's next drag superstar.
1: Okay. What kind of competition? Yeah. Just singing or what are they doing?
0: Oh God, it's everything. It's okay. it's acting, it's singing, it's modeling, it's fashion design, it's everything. I feel it's like we're going to... This is one of those
1: conversations that's probably going to get like a like a, a discord message and I'm going to get tagged. I'm like, oh, my God, you have to watch this. You have to start here. You got to do that. And it's like there's probably. Uh, yeah. OK. Yeah. All right.
0: It's on Netflix. Yeah, so right? you, so.
1: uh,
0: it is actually. Yes, it is on Netflix now. So I don't know if they have all the seasons on there. But uh, yeah, it's definitely you can get yourself caught up with the like 10 or 11 seasons that are on Netflix.
1: Great. Well, I will uh, put it on the list of things yeah. that I may or may <laughs> not have time to do.
0: Matt hates it.
1: <laughs> Does he? Okay, yeah. well.
0: but I mean, it is—it's trashy reality TV, right? So, yeah. well,
1: you know, we were we were watching a show. Uh, Ashley's parents are like, "Oh, you got to watch Imposters on Netflix. It's so good." And we and I we started watching an episode, and and I think it's one of those shows you got to give a couple episodes to like it. But literally, the first episode is like this person being taken for all his money from, from these professional swindlers. And it's literally like this woman marries him and she disappears with a second mortgage on the house and all of his money and all of his assets and all of his credit cards. And I'm like, this isn't fun. This doesn't look like an interesting show. <laughs> They're trying to play off these people as good guys, but they just ripped him off for like a million dollars. Like, and now he's suicidal. That's not fun. That's not interesting. <laughs> man i don't know
0: (gasps) how did how did we end up talking about we should start talking about video games yes we have to yeah we're at the 10 (laughs) minute we're almost
1: we're at the 10 minute mark where i think the sirens start to go off if we don't start talking about video games
0: all right well sorry guys big apologies uh but yeah so uh this week ryan you actually dove into assassin's creed odyssey so how much further did you get? Because I know we both kind of um, played. Uh, you played more than I did when it when it came out. Um, I kind of I keep going in and then thinking, oh, this is such a big experience. And mm. then just falling off because I'm like, oh, I don't have 100 hours to play. But then, of course, I play Animal Crossing for like freaking <laughs> ever. But you have uh, time to yes. play that game. <laughs> I, I think, yes, I definitely have time to play Odyssey. I need to put Animal Crossing down. <laughs>
1: i think the and and i mean there was a chance there where when you said dove you could have said eagle dove you know how you do the whole and you, you dive into the the haystack uh
0: true yeah okay yep so <laughs> next
1: time uh we'll edit that in and post no we won't but um <laughs> because i will have to do it uh no i think when it comes to assassin's creed odyssey i agree with you like uh when i when i started playing it about a year ago because i didn't pick it up at the be- when it launched because when it launched there was like all these articles about how great it was and then also a few articles about how hey if you don't have 100 hours don't play this because it is one of its greatest criticisms at launch was that it is a lot like there's there's a lot to this game and uh when when i jumped into it i knew that going in so my idea was i'll buy it on sale i'll play what i can play and i'll experience what i can experience and then when i'm ready i'll jump out and i did uh kind of jump out real hard because I think the last time I played it was over a year ago. Um, and the reason I went back to it is because of the Valhalla announcement. So Assassin's Creed Valhalla coming out uh, at the end of this year and it's Vikings and all that fun stuff. Um, so I'm looking forward to it, but I was like, you know what? I want to scratch that itch right now. So I booted uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey back up. And it is, it is one of those experiences where when you jump back in, you're very clearly having to uh learn how to how to ride that bike again right and you're, mm-hmm. and you're falling off and you're getting killed and and uh in the game and it's just you're struggling a lot with the combat and and the objectives but i mean eventually it does it does uh click um and i think for me where i started to realize what i needed to do to, in order to enjoy it was to focus on the odyssey quest so being an open world game there's a lot to it and again going back to the bloat of of this world like there's a lot in it there's a lot of great stuff and you just have to accept that you're not going to experience all of it unless you really really want to in which i i do not recommend trying to experience all of it that that will probably burn you out but yeah
0: i was gonna say unless this becomes like your main thing thing like
1: yeah if you wanted to this could be the game you play for the next month like it's a great Mm -hmm. quarantine game if you if you have that type of quarantine uh i do not i'm playing maybe two to three hours a night once you know two-thirds of the kids go down and (laughs) uh and and really what i what i decided to do was just focus on the odyssey quests which are the mainline quests and doing extra stuff just when I need to level up because the Odyssey quests do have a have a level gate to them. They they uh, they do recommend a certain power level. But I've I've gotten so wrapped up in that that sort of mainlining of of the main quest that 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 I am enjoying the story and I'm enjoying the progression and I and I am at the point where I might finish the mainline, but only because I've accepted the fact that I'm not going to experience everything and i'm okay with that right i think i think that's that's from a ryan perspective that's coming a long way because from the person who usually had to do everything in a game and would be like okay what achievements can i get on this run and and you know that's great and all but i don't i don't don't in a game
0: this size with your with your time constraints yeah so yeah the one thing i can't remember because it's been Mm -hmm. quite a while since i played odyssey um and and really the last game that i remember in assassin's creed that i played like start to finish scour the world would have been black flag oh yeah so have are have they continued on like the the present day kind of storyline or is that just kind of gone (laughs)
1: yeah so the the present day storyline stuff like it was for the first three it was very much centered around desmond and and his crew of the, the present day assassins and then assassins creed 3 sort of like abruptly ended that um yeah where they i think they literally kill off desmond and it's kind of unceremonious in the sense that you take something that was sidelined and you just even sideline it even further and then after those games you start of you play the Abstergo side, uh, where you're at a game developer and you're being contacted mm-hmm. by the assassins, which was really cool and a great way to kind of keep it in there, but also be like, Hey, it's meta. Um, but then in these ones, so when they, they started putting out origins and Odyssey and, and now Valhalla, they, uh, they reset the narrative. They didn't reset the narrative. They've continued the narrative, but you're playing as new characters um, I don't remember her name, uh, but it is a new character that you kind of you experience in modern day. Um, I played a little bit of Origins, and you're very much um, you're tr- you're seeking out real world locations. So you're actually, I believe, in Egypt uh, as this playable character in modern day, and you're trying to um, usually you're trying. I think you're trying to find like an artifact. So you're experiencing these memories, so you can try to find that artifact before you know the bad guys find it um and that is the same thing in odyssey where you are very much on location you're traveling to locations as you're experiencing these memories to try to um find an object of power or whatever MacGuffin is is present in this one um so it's still there it's very like it's very much just push the stick forward and navigate and explore a little bit there's no combat um it's really just you literally moving the character through the story uh, so it's it's very it very much doesn't impact it um it doesn't impact your enjoyment and when it does pop up it's it's very much for story reasons like you'll make a discovery as cassandra and then that'll kick you out to the main line and and the character's like oh my gosh we found it the right spear of whatever and you go forward five minutes later you're you're back to wrecking shit and grease <laughs> it's not right. a big deal <laughs> it's uh it, but yeah other than that like i i am still pushing through it uh i'm really i am really enjoying it it's it's kind of getting to the point where i probably will um probably will burn out but i'm really enjoying the characters and and again like from the perspective of choosing your character at the beginning of the game where you can play as uh cassandra or alexios the the male or female uh main character cassandra is definitely the the one to play as like uh alexios kind of comes off as a bit stale to me but uh cassandra seems to just play really well in that world with all the other characters that you're interacting with so i really enjoyed that choice and um yeah it's it's very much what what we know of or what most people know of greece you know like you know athens sparta you know just all 300 leonidas it's really great (laughs) stuff it's really good. Yeah. you can kick dudes off cliffs. Like, what more could you want? Like, they brought back the boat combat, which is super fun. Mm, nice. Um, so, like, from 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 playing Black Flag, like, I think, I think if if and the reason you know I wanted to talk about it is because I think if you if, if you watch the Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer and you're like, man, I really want to play that, and I want to i want a taste of it right now i want a taste of this new assassin's creed style i think odyssey really is the one to to check out and i mean it's on sale everywhere on on most platforms right now i think it's for an insane price it's probably like 20 for for the game now which is amazing because there's just so much content in it like you'll you can get lost in this world and it and it, it looks fantastic and it's just man it's such a great game but it is big. It's very much bloated, so you have you have to focus yourself. I, I find that's the best way to play the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I remember when it first came out, everyone spoke so highly of it, but I was so burned by origins, and I just hated that game so much that I was just like, <laughs> okay, I'm not playing another Assassin's Creed. I'm out. I'm done. He killed it. And yeah. then uh, everyone was talking about it so much, and I just I um, I just I got into it. I remember doing the first island, and then kind of just falling off, because I, I had so much else going on at the time, but one thing about right now is, there is there's just such a, a lull and i think that that's going to or has the potential to continue for quite a while so i think this is the best time to kind of go back and take a look at some of those experiences that i might have missed and i think odyssey is definitely one of those so i'll probably be uh, giving this a look um i mean obviously we have the super amazing man eater coming out i can't i can't freaking wait for that game right i don't think you understand <laughs> I i'm so excited to just evolve my shark and just terrorize uh just the the beaches that i just i can't wait it's going to be so good <laughs> finally
1: you get to be the terror as opposed to exactly. the shark's Exactly.
0: as the opposed terror. to the shark scaring the crap out of me exactly exactly so yeah i'm uh, i'm super stoked for that but uh, in the meantime and probably after i'm done cuz the uh, man eaters is a single player campaign right so um once I'm finished that then uh, I'll probably be looking for some stuff through the summer so yeah. especially since apparently we're not going to be going to cottages or anything so No
1: not <laughs> without being shamed
0: yeah it's a shame. Uh, Yeah, shame. i don't have a bell but
1: uh oh <laughs> maybe there we go uh,
0: <laughs> okay smacking your mic is not the same as a no, bell it's not. right let's it's just not. get that it was an accident <laughs> uh
1: but i'm not gonna that. i think that um when you look at you know origins i think we had this conversation when when i played odysseys as i was very much when we first played odyssey i was very much not as interested in origins as well. I played it. There was something about it that was just, it felt too much of a sharp turn. And I know a lot of people were over the moon about it, but I just, and that's where Odyssey kind of, I was unsure about it, but there's just something about Odyssey. It's the same, it's the same type of, of combat. You know, it's the, it's the button mashing, the dodging, the countering. Um, I still prefer the old school Assassin's Creed where you're very much OP and you're, you know, you're with one click of a button, you're just taking them down but uh it it grew on me and for some reason it 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 grew on me uh in a better way on in odyssey than it did in in origins origins Mm -hmm. it never clicked and maybe it's the setting like i mean i i definitely like uh i i've i like greece the setting of greece in odyssey better than egypt in origins There was something about maybe egypt to me is like oh it's the pyramids it's the deserts it's that but they don't start you there they very much start you in a just the desert and it's like oh come on guys like you could have at least given me a, a sphinx or something you know um whereas in odyssey they give you like mountains and lush greenery it's and you know the the ocean or the the water and stuff so yeah um it, it'd be a good one to jump back into I, again it's gonna take some time to to understand where you are and what you're doing because it's been so long but it's definitely worth the investment if if you did fall off it just to kind of go back in and 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 see that world because there's so much to that game and it's so beautiful and so varied in, in its environment. So it's worth getting off that first Island just to experience some, some other locations.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure that I will. Um, And I mean, I was talking about how there's been a lull, but I think there's still some really good, like smaller indie stuff that's been coming out, including something I checked out uh, because Ryan pointed it out to me. It's called, before we leave and the reason why this kind of like just completely flew under my radar is it's another epic game store game i need to be so much better about checking that thing because they have some real gems
1: yeah they uh they lock down a lot of uh, not not down. i shouldn't use that word but they they do snap up a lot of indies in in a way where um they should be doing a better job of, of really putting those indies forward. And maybe I'm not paying attention enough, but this one... I think one... we're just not
0: paying attention enough because, mm-hmm. I mean, there this isn't the first time it's happened. And it's just because I, I'm not in that ecosystem enough. Like, I, I don't play anything that is exclusive to them. Like, I don't play their, you know, big, huge titles. So I'm not... I don't constantly, like, every time I log into my computer, I'm not opening the, like, the launcher so, I mean, as opposed to, say, like the WoW launcher or like the Blizzard launcher, that is like loads when my computer starts up like that's that's always sitting there because I'm always popping in for a Hearthstone game or a WoW game or whatever. Like I, I'm i always using that. So I think that I just I don't want 8000 different launchers <laughs> coming up when I start my computer. Mm -hmm. So the Epic Game Store is one of those that just kind of like sits there and it's like, yeah, it's there and it's installed for when I think of it. But it's not like right up in my face because it's not the ecosystem that I live in the most. Like it would definitely be like the Blizzard Launcher, then Steam, then probably Epic uh, over like, say, (laughs) Origin or something. Um, (laughs) Literally, (laughs) I I just launched Origin this past week because uh, one of our friends uh, who used very insecure passwords like oh so my dumb. gosh but, yes yeah no, my God. like I was, uh, had his heard account heard stolen yeah <laughs> So yeah. Uh,
1: I don't know yeah. that, that's such a good story <laughs> I, we should ask if we could tell it because it I mean not not that it, what password he used but just uh, what actually happened is uh it's, it's just pretty once wild a blue moon type thing where it's like man, yeah <laughs> there is some good humanity out there that's amazing Even yeah they, so, they travel in questionable circles but you know
0: yeah so uh so anyways basically um yeah that's that's kind of like my hierarchy of launchers and uh i think i might need to switch it up i mean obviously i play dead by daylight all the time so that's kind of why steam is my number two but i think i need to start checking epic more because i i only got about an hour hour and a half into the game but um before we leave is a really really cool little um like civilization builder it's it's kind of like a sieve crossed with like RTS. Like it's not turn-based, but it's got that same sort of like hex grid thing going on and you have to build like roads and collect resources and stuff and the and the whole premise basically is that um the the ancients, so the ancient humans were kind of traveling the galaxy and then the, something happened and they all had to go underground and then. Almost like Fallout-esque, actually. (laughs) They're emerging from these, like, bunkers hundreds of years after whatever the catastrophe was to the point that they don't even remember what it was. And then you have to kind of, like, rebuild society. So there's this element of, like, discovering ancient ruins and then getting technology that's, like, iron smelting, right? Mm -hmm. Stuff that, like we know how to do but the those humans don't know how to do i guess <laughs> so uh so it has the sort of like technology research tree um it's got some exploration like once you restore a ship then you can start sailing around the planet which is um probably one of the coolest visuals that i've re- that i've seen in the game so far because kind of like the the fog of war is basically the tiles are just like floating in space. So then as you kind of start exploring outwards and you would be, instead of like removing a fog, all of the tiles kind of float up out of nowhere and just like appear to form this like sphere. So you're playing on, instead of like in Civ, which is technically like a circumnavigable world, Um, But you don't ever ever actually like see the sphere. But in this game, before we leave, the visual of like looking at the world like it's a globe, like it's a ball Mm. and being able to like spin the whole thing and seeing how your islands kind of connect to each other and stuff. It's a it's a really cool kind of spin (laughs) on on like not necessarily the genre itself, but like the display of a world within that genre. It's really, really cool
1: hmm yeah and, well yeah. when i saw it 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 immediately reminded me of of civilization and you don't see a lot of those like hex uh based strategy games that that aren't you know um the civ kind which are approachable and and um guiding you through it and then the other kind which is like 4x uh sort of simulation games where it's like i Kudos to you if you're able to like basically play the the video game equivalent of putting together one of those giant uh, you know model planes with no instructions. Um, <laughs> whereas this game, very much when I saw it, I was like, okay, this is a, this seems like it could be a a, a highly polished sort of exploration, simplistic um, exploration game, and it's the price was right as well. I think I think on the Epic Game Store with your coupon, it probably brought it down to gosh next to nothing
0: I, yeah i think i paid seven or eight bucks because yeah. i had the the coupon so it's it's somewhere around the the 25 dollar mark um yeah it's 20 in canada
1: it's 22 dollars so it probably is just high enough to make it over the threshold uh to use the coupon and mm-hmm. you should have gotten another coupon as well just by buying it but yeah like 20 22 dollars canadian so probably i would imagine like i don't know 18 bucks american
0: yeah, actually. maybe 15. Like honestly, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what the what the exchange rate is now Why? that they're actually acting on. But uh but yeah, so it's I would suggest definitely play the tutorial because the tutorial makes it seem easy. Okay. But then so I played about like 10 or 15 minutes of the tutorial and I was like, "Okay, yeah, you know, like I've played games like this before. I got this." And then literally after I got to the part that had like, basically that had no longer been explained to me, I was kind of like, oh, okay, I can figure this out, but it probably would have been a lot smoother if I just played through the tutorial, but I wasn't sure um, like when the tutorial would end. I didn't really wanna play through an entire like islands worth of tutorial stuff. I, I really wanted to to dive into my own sort of game, but then I was thinking about it later and I'm like, who cares if it's the tutorial? <laughs> like this this would still be fine. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I, I would recommend playing the tutorial. The tutorial is really well laid out. It's not too handholdy. Um, it basically just says, okay, now you've done X thing. The next thing you should be trying to do is this. Like, can you figure out how to do this? No. Okay. Well, here's a hint. Um, it's, it's that style of thing. It's like, it'll hold your hand if you can't figure it out after a while. Um, so yeah, I think the tutorial was really good. And then, so I started in on my own thing. I kind of explored the globe that I was, that was randomly generated for me. And, uh, yeah, it's so far, it's, it's really interesting. And I think I'm going to play a lot more of it. It's not quite, um, at least right now it doesn't seem to be as challenging as Frostpunk because Frostpunk had some real, like, stakes and deadlines, if that makes sense. Right. Like, you very much had, like, by a certain time, you had to have certain research and enough resources and, and things to to survive. And there's no, at least so far, there doesn't seem to be any sort of, like, survival mechanism. It's more, like you say, it's an exploration-based type thing where you just kind of build up your civilization, and so far, I haven't hit any, like, you're gonna die and you have to start over walls. There's no, it's not like Civ, where there's other civilizations that could potentially attack you or anything else. There's, like, so far, no combat, no military, nothing like that. It's just, like, explore, find resources, build your your little towns, see how far you can get in the tech tree, I guess. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. so I'm still not far enough to quite understand. I guess like the wind condition. Um, But I'm looking forward to it. And I I have found a rocket, like an old discarded rocket that you can, once you get enough resources, you can basically like restore. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm guessing that will let me travel off world off planet but i don't really know if like does that mean i win i don't know <laughs> well they're like from what
1: i read in the description of the game and and i'm i'm interested in it as well and I, I think i'm i'm gonna check it out I, I didn't have time to check it out today but um it sounds like you can create a multi-planet sort of network and it's mm. it feels very much like um well they they build it as a a, a city builder in that you're just you're just building the best city you can and then you know you're you're constantly expanding and, and building networks as cities and stuff and it just it looked like a really cool sort of laid-back um city builder where you're not you're not being pushed in certain ways by barbarians or natural disasters or yeah you know gandhi um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and that was, I think, how I build it to you. It was just like, hey, this yeah, looks like Civilization. Don't worry, Gandhi but... won't kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Gandhi, and uh you know, it it looks really neat, and and I think I think we are getting past the point when a game is exclusive to Epic Game Store, where it's not immediately being you know dusted under the carpet as like, oh, it's not on Steam and it's not worth checking out. I think people are getting better about about that and uh i think the epic launcher has certainly come a long way um we got a story today we're going to talk a little bit about it but uh it's it's really unfortunate that i think this game even though it did it came out a couple weeks ago like this is a quiet time i'm surprised i'm surprised it didn't pop up you know
0: and yeah i completely missed this and when it said like i figured it came out like yesterday or the day before or something Mm -hmm. and then it was like yeah no it's been out for weeks i was like what Like, how did I miss this? And I think it's just because, like I said, I'm not living in the epic ecosystem. And I think it's probably time to change that because there's some really interesting, really cool and fun experiences that are going on um, over on the epic side of things right now. So I think, uh, yeah, it's it's definitely worth checking out. So, again, that's called Before We Leave and uh, it's available right now over on the Epic Game Store. And Ryan, you had something about Animal Crossing that you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah,
1: so quickly, uh, uh, with our Animal Crossing Gamers Inn channel, there was a discussion, I think this morning, uh, Valerie wanted to put together a, I guess they have these catalog parties where uh, you get a bunch of people to bring some of their rarest items to someone's um, island and then they drop them on the ground. And it's it's kind of like a, I, I made it, I said it, like, it kind of like sounded like a Tupperware exchange party, but really what you're doing <laughs> is you're just, it's more like a, a a flea market, but no one's like taking your stuff. You're just kind of like taking turns looking at it. and um, but but yeah, and so it,
0: basically what happens in in Animal Crossing is mm-hmm. that um, any item that you've ever had in your inventory, you can then go and buy from nook shopping. So the the little like ATM thing in your residence services has this giant catalog of everything that you've ever, owned or like possessed so the idea is that if everyone comes to one place and drops all their items then i could go and pick up like your stuff and Val's stuff and everything else and then just drop it again and then go back to my island and then you can order it through nook shopping so it's a way to kind of like exchange different colors of things or you know Mm. like different items that people might not have uh so yeah that's it sounds like that's what val's organizing
1: Yeah, so Friday, so this Friday, May 22nd, just in case people are are listening to this a little later, uh, we're going to be doing it uh, Eastern Time, 7pm to 10pm on Val's island, and the best way to learn how to uh, uh, get over to her island is to go to the Discord and go to the Animal Crossing channel, and we'll probably be all in there talking about it, and I guess the idea is to bring your your best and rarest items. Um, This is a safe place, no one's going to steal anything uh i hope (laughs) you know that's the first thing that came to mind is like i mean i don't have anything that i truly like cherish uh in animal crossing like uh, if someone were to come by and but i got some you know i i think i've got uh, some pretty cool bathroom stuff like it's not very often you find a toilet in this game uh or a bathtub oh my
0: god matt has been making fun of me for months because he's like are you done pooping in your in your bidet yet i'm like leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) he literally i was like the only thing i have is a do-it-yourself recipe for a golden toilet that would use all the golden nuggets that i have i'm not making a golden toilet (laughs) you'd be pretty boss though
1: i mean you'd have a golden toilet that's
0: kind of a flex yeah
1: (laughs) Uh, i mean so i mean if you have a golden toilet uh bring it on over i guess um but yeah just i guess we're gonna bring our rarest items we'll probably just hang out and and uh pick stuff up and drop stuff off and I don't know, it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it sounds great. I didn't realize this was happening. I hadn't uh looked in the Animal Crossing Discord yeah, today. So it was literally just I am, set up. Oh today. my god, Ryan. I am I am so far down the flower rabbit hole, really? it's okay. ridiculous. Yeah, I've been trying to crossbreed and make my blue roses and man it's a process when you're when you're not time traveling it takes so long <laughs> okay it's ridiculous I, but, and but yeah, one of so, things
1: I haven't gotten into maybe is there like a is there like a flower party or something is that a thing i don't
0: know, I don't know. maybe that could totally be a thing i'm not sure well, we'll have to look go. into it. I bet I could probably organize it. But, okay, uh, we'll do uh, our anyways, catalog so, party, then
1: we'll do our flower yeah, party. Then we'll
0: figure out, yeah, we'll f- maybe I'll maybe I'll bring some flowers to the to the catalog party. We'll see. Oh. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to say a thank you to our May patron, Matthew P. Thank you so much for going to patreon.com slash thegamersin to support the show. We very much appreciate it. That brings us to the news section this week. So if you guys missed it, you should definitely check out the YouTube video that is going to be in our show notes it was the unreal fire unreal engine 5 was revealed and uh i was i was really impressed now we should say like this isn't an actual this isn't like gameplay footage but it's essentially a tech demo running on the playstation 5 right Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah, so it's uh, and there are some some techies in that are listeners in, in, in our Discord, and it was discussed a little bit when it when it did go live. Uh, but this is a yeah, it's a tech demo. Um, it, there's been no announcement as to whether this game uh, will um, come out um, or, or yeah,
0: if it, if it is a game <laughs>
1: or if it is a game in development. It really what it was is it was put together to show off the the new parts of the unreal engine five that are going to show off like they talked about a specific lighting system and a specific texturing system and there's a bunch of other stuff in there obviously as as an engine and uh this is running real time on the playstation 5 so the first sort of look at what true next gen could look like on next gen hardware and and really our first look at at anything playstation 5 really outside of you know a, a hardware nut talking to a you know a mystery science theater audience but uh, it's it was um it, it was uh, to me it was it was mind-blowing it looked it looked uh really great and i know we have to manage our expectations as this is a tech demo but um when they said they were using you know cinematic quality assets to texture the rocks of of the, you know, this this cavern. The cave thing. The cave. Yeah, that yeah. she was
0: working her way through. And that it reminded me a lot of Tomb Raider. A lot of the mm-hmm. things that they decided to use. Like you say, were, you know, traversing rocks, um, going into like old ruins and finding very intricate statues. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and using like magic effects and stuff, the, the portal thing that she kind of comes upon at the end looked amazing. And so, uh, but I was totally blown, blown away by like the cavern and the rocks that you're talking about. Like I thought at first that it was like real, like real life kind of footage Mm -hmm. when they were just showing like the rocks and the, and the cave walls and stuff. And then I was like, and then it kind of like, Mm -hmm. Backed up and showed like the video game character, and I was like, "Whoa, this is some next level stuff." But again, like, it is worth pointing out that it is a tech demo, right? So, yeah, there's going to be a very big difference between making something that runs for 10 to 15 minutes worth of playtime versus an actual and is built in order to show off what the engine can do versus you know the the kind of resources that teams will have when building a video game like they're not going to be able to to sink that much time and detail necessarily into everything that we're going to see particularly at the beginning of the generation but it was still a very very cool view of what could be coming
1: yeah i I think it really shows off uh the 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 possibilities of of what games are going to look like halfway through this next generation i mean when you think about um the launch of the ps4 and the xbox one and you look at those games and then you look at what we're getting now or even what we were getting a couple years ago with god of war and and spider-man um those games in my mind would have been unheard of uh at the beginning of the generation i think right you know yeah. we were we were happy to have our cross-gen black flag and and uh, that was <laughs> that was the playstation 4 you know Oh my God, was it? Oh uh, yes. man. Yeah. And, and and it's, uh, it's one of those things where you look at this and and I think it's really important to understand, like, this is going to be possible at some point in probably three years. It's not something we're going to, I don't think it's something we're going to see this fall. Um, obviously we haven't seen what, um, what, what these falls, uh, this fall's game lineup is going to look like, but you know this engine is going to be available to developers uh, late 2021. The first game that's going to launch with it is is Fortnite, of course. And uh, this isn't just next gen consoles. Unreal Engine Five is going to be compatible with uh, obviously PC, uh, PlayStation Five, and Xbox Series X, but also uh, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch, uh, as well as iOS and Android. So this is an a- this is a- an engine just like Unreal Engine Four that is targeting many platforms and uh it's it's only going to be great for developers to be able to you know if they can utilize the engine the way the tech uh, demo is showing you could get some really cool looking experience like i want to play that game um i hope they make it
0: (laughs) yeah i mean it's kind of funny because it almost looked like i mean it was like in-game footage In terms of, uh, you know, uh, an actual person moving a character around sort of thing. Uh, But it looked like the kind of quality we might expect out of like an in-game cinematic, I guess. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Where, you know, like as soon as you move into those cinematic portions, then, you know, everything is controlled. The lighting is all controlled. Like it's a cinematic, right? Mm -hmm. But it was like constantly moving around as a character through a cinematic, which was uh, just a level of quality that was kind of mind blowing that
1: the way, the way they, so the way they can render that light uh, from Mm -hmm. her hands just was like, and that's, this is what next, the next generation needed in terms of announcements was to show maybe not what's coming in the fall, but what's possible years down the line, because I think we have to remember that you know uh, consoles last longer than ever. Uh, you know when we were in the GameCube and the Xbox days, we knew the generation would last four to five years, and we would be on to the next next box. But when you look at the three hundred and sixty onto the Xbox One and and the PS four, those generations have lasted longer and longer. So and they've been able to you know squeeze more and more out of out of those uh, out of those systems. So I mean. I'm I'm this is exciting for me because I wasn't planning to buy these systems at launch, but I know, wow, I'm probably going to buy one eventually when a game. like Yeah, that... like by
0: the time you're ready, they're going to be mm-hmm. hitting these type of benchmarks and it's really going to make a difference.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you and I, we don't know that for a fact in the sense that, like, maybe there's going to be games. I'm not holding my breath, but maybe there are going to be games coming out you know, this fall or early spring that that come close to this i don't think it's gonna be this because like you said it's very much a tailored thing the demo the engine isn't even out yet but um it the game immediately i thought like oh this is a new tomb raider and and then there was magic and i kind of thought okay like it's tomb raider with magic i kind of want this game please please (laughs) uh, you know epic let's let's make a video game that isn't fortnite i mean i get it fortnite's great it's making them lots of money but let's let's build this magic tomb raider shall we i don't know i I would be
0: totally down for that especially if they can pull off the magic that allows them to actually animate long hair
1: hair yes i'd be
0: so excited
1: (laughs) now okay so we were talking about this pre-show hair is that is that should we not even hold our breath is that like next next generation when they figure out hair I don't
0: even know. I mean, the thing is, I feel like I'm probably the only one that really cares. But uh, like I have long hair IRL and I like my video game characters to um, reflect at Mm. least some version of me. (laughs) And so, you know, it's it's getting better. It's definitely getting better. But I mean, it's usually uh, maybe not the last thing that they do. But it's definitely a low priority because to properly render a full head of long hair, male or female, without, you know, ponytails and braids and all the rest of it. I mean, that is a lot of computing power. And it's like, really, would you rather like perfectly flowing locks or would you rather super amazing combat moves and cool, sparkly magic effects like everyone else is going to pick? the cool sparkly magical effect you know and meanwhile i'm here watching my my character's single braid going oh
1: (laughs) i think here's the thing here's my prediction i think this generation we get a game uh that that puts hair first you know yeah you know hair it'll be called
0: like hair stylist simulator or something
1: (laughs) i don't know like i mean maybe uh Maybe it's not even next generation. Maybe it's Bayonetta three that just like okay, guys, mm. we're figuring out hair. Hair is a, an important part. Uh, I was gonna
0: say her weapon is her hair, right? It is.
1: It is her hair. Is it but also
0: her clothes? Is it, it her clothes or hair? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's weird.
1: Don't like. Let's not focus on the fact that when you know, like the first game when it came out, she her hair was her weapon and also her clothes. And uh, you know, when she didn't attack, her hair would leave, so her clothes would leave. And then in the (laughs) second one, uh, it was it was published by Nintendo. So they kind of like they kind of like they were like,
0: you got it. You got to keep your hair closed.
1: (laughs) You got to you got to keep your hair closed. I I don't know. At the very least, like maybe have some strategic placement a little better. But I think in in Bayonetta 2, they actually gave her less hair. They gave her like a, a like a chop cut. Like, I, I don't know the actual <laughs> phrase, but in the first a one, cut. She, well, you know what? Like it's one of those like, uh, like short, it's a short haircut. I don't know what it's called, but, um, in the first a one she had, cut? I guess, I don't know a pixie cut. I, I, don't, I guess. Yes, probably, probably a pixie cut. So in the second one, they, they got rid of her hair. So they never had to render it while she was just running around. It was just, it was a, it was a, it was a pixie cut as you say. So maybe in Banner 3, they, they give her back. Her, her long hair but this is the thing i think there was a i think i was watching a pixar thing where they were talking about um it, i think it's brave right brave, where, yeah. where they talked about hair and it's and this is the reason hair is so hard to do because even if you automate a lot of those systems there's still going to be a lot of you know clipping or your armor is going to clip through the hair or the hair is going to clip through your shoulders in cinematics and gameplay and it's just it's so much easier to just make it a a a solid object that just moves around things right and and Mm -hmm. maybe sometimes clips but but i think i think this generation i think we're gonna get a character based game where it's you know uh, it's your your uh you know what's the the alloy uh horizon it's your horizon zero dawn type setup where you have a specific character of a specific build that looks a specific way and and hair i think is going to be look at this hair and look at the way it moves. And that's going to be a feature in one of the presentations. And I think this is the generation where we come back to it.
0: We're finally at the
1: hair generation. I, I think so. If not this generation, maybe the next one, but I think hair is going to be, is going to be a part of it. And, uh, the thing is, I think they tried it maybe last generation where it was, there was like hair effects and it was a tomb Raider game, but when you turned it on, it ate up all your resources and well, it that's just the thing, made it right? Float. Like,
0: it's yeah, it's it's very much a it's very resource intensive. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to program a single braid or a ponytail, but if you're gonna do an entire head of hair, that's like tens of thousands of little mini ponytails that all have their own collision rules. Like, I understand why they don't do hair.
1: <laughs> you have to think of the triangles, Jocelyn. You have to think how many billions of triangles it would take. To to, to build make that hair. Air. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, it's it's way too many. It's yeah. too many. Uh and speaking of little triangles and what they can make, Paper Mario has announced a new game. It's coming out this summer, July 17th, just a couple mm-hmm. days after my birthday. Ooh. It's called the origami king. And this looks so cool and so fun. I'm really excited for this because the last one that I played uh was Paper Mario. We were talking about this before the show. Paper Mario, the Thousand Year Door. That's the last one that I really played. It was all over on the GameCube. It was a lot of fun. I really liked it. But uh, this looks like it's going super 3D, which makes a lot of sense because basically like Paper Mario was always flat, right? Mm -hmm. Now the Origami King comes along and he's folding them into all these different shapes. So it makes a lot of sense. I love the premise.
1: Yeah, it's uh. So this is the thing about paper. The Paper Mario series is uh. The first Paper Mario on N sixty four was sort of a spiritual successor to Super Mario RPG, which was a Square Enix game or a Square game at the time. And then uh, Thousand Year Door was was a direct sequel or not a direct, but a sequel to the idea of Paper Mario. And then after that, they would always attach a gimmick to it, and and it would. It was never. It never really, uh, you know, resonated with fans of of Thousand Year Door. Like that one on GameCube is still considered the pinnacle of the Paper Mario series. And you know, they did a sticker one, they did a color splash one on the Wii U, and it just never really had the same feel. But this one, even though I they feel are like li-
0: anything that was on the Wii U, it was just like <laughs> bound to fail, right? Like, <laughs> I, yeah, maybe I mean, console just. Well, I mean, the console just didn't have enough like market saturation Mm -hmm. right so so any game that they did over there was kind of just bound to do poorly because they just didn't have the the system numbers
1: exactly like even if it was a great game and then we've seen some great wii u games get ported to other systems including the switch but uh you know even even though it was on the wii u and it couldn't be attributed to that i think it would still it's just it was missing the rpg elements that people really strive for and Um, I don't know if it's mostly rumors or the fact that you can kind of gleam it from the trailer, but this very much feels like more of an RPG flavor of Paper Mario, even though they have the gimmick of origami, right? Yeah. uh, But but, I mean, I'm looking at this and I'm like, maybe, and this is what I'm worried about. Maybe I'm putting my own wants and... Thoughts into the trailer because they they literally just drop the trailer and there's not yeah there's no information
0: it's just like this is coming bam mm-hmm.
1: yeah <laughs> and it's very Nintendo and there's been talk about how Nintendo isn't gonna have a Nintendo Direct they're just gonna drop these trailers randomly and it's like how how are these other companies gonna <laughs> you know deal with this in the sense like they could be walking through. You know, we're going to announce our big thing today. And suddenly they step on a Nintendo landmine. It's like, oh, a new Mario game. Great. Well, I guess we got to delay our announcement because everyone's talking about (laughs) Paper Mario.
0: Um, Honestly, like I kind of love it. Yeah. I, I love just knowing like, okay, there's a Paper Mario coming. We don't have any more information. It's just a trailer. Like you're in or you're out like i kind of love that we don't have a 45 minute deep dive into the origami king like we have a trailer you're in or you're out go like it's coming in a couple months (laughs) i'm in the
1: fact that it's coming out july 17th is just it's (laughs) wild and uh you know we we talked about this pre-show the 17th the reason it it also might sound familiar is also ghost of Tsushima is coming out that day and they had a 20 minute presentation on that game and uh that 20 minute presentation showed a little bit more about the game. And I was like, Oh, this could be interesting. It's essentially Assassin's Creed. Uh, but in Japan, Samurais, yeah, Samurais. And I mean, I'm not a big samurai person. I've never really seen a samurai movie. Um, I appreciate folks who, who love that stuff and that game is probably for them. But when I found out it's coming out on the same day, I'm like, Oh, well, yeah, I'm probably going to get paper Mario, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, even if Ghost of Tsushima is like, Oh, man, it's amazing. It's just that game also looks like a like,
0: lot. I don't know. Part of me, like, is seeing how excited I am now, obviously, because this is like not necessarily a a sequel, but it's another entry into an already proven franchise. Mm-hmm. But games that feel like they have to do 8000 presentations and show me so many minutes of gameplay and and have all of these different outlets play their game 8000 times and You know, like it just it's like, do you have no faith in your product or your marketing team? Like, can you not sell me in two minutes or less? Like, why do you need to feel or why do you feel like you need to convince me that Mm -hmm. this game is worth my time? Like Paper Mario comes out and it's like the just super bold, confident move, right? Like, here's our trailer you get no info you're either in or you're out let's go (laughs) and you know nintendo's just like bam and like mic drop walks away and doesn't care because they know that like people are gonna buy it it's gonna be a great game they're super stoked about it whereas like some other companies like the bigger these presentations get the more i'm just like are you worried i'm not gonna give you the time of day if you don't show me your whole game ahead of time like yes it's like movie trailers right it's like the the movie looks great when you show me a 30 second teaser and then all of a sudden from the time you release your 30 second teaser to the time the movie comes out you've released like 20 minutes of your movie through your freaking trailers and Mm. nothing is surprising anymore (laughs) well and i
1: mean you, you nailed it yes these these companies are worried you're not going to see enough of their game or come across the right snippet to make you you push yourself over that edge and buy it and i think um when you look at the trend of how things have gone remember back in e3 when nintendo said we're not going to do a press conference we're going to do a video and everyone was like oh that's crazy nintendo going down the drain and i mean we probably even talked about it on this show and now everyone's doing the nintendo direct and not just because of this global pandemic like it was also before this happened sony was doing state of the play uh xbox was doing inside xbox and they're still not doing it as well as Nintendo. I did. love
0: that you know all all the names of the things. I'm like Sony was doing the thing and Xbox too. I two. mean,
1: it's. I mean, I. <laughs> I
0: you it, you pay so much attention. I Ryan. pay attention <laughs> to those things,
1: and I mean, probably giving those companies far more you know screen time with their not as great as Nintendo Direct uh things. But the the thing is, like now Nintendo's evolved into this this new uh way of doing marketing where it's like, yeah, some games were just gonna like drop. And announce, and we don't care. Like we're just gonna put it up there, and we're not even gonna like. In case you missed it, you know, I see why. you know, however the acronym goes, you know, they <laughs> they didn't. I don't, as far as I know, they didn't do that. They just posted it, and we're like, yeah. Also, here's the website. Boom. Like, I, I I don't think Sony or Microsoft have the confidence to do that. And it, and you know, you could attribute it to the fact that they have a new console coming out, and but these games like. Ghost of Tsushima, those are that's a PS4 game. And to put out a 18-minute video is like I don't know, it just it kind of it explained a lot more about the game, but almost to the point where I was like, mm, I don't know if I kind of want to play it. It seems like there's a lot here and um it's also very Assassin's Creedy. It's very open worldy where it's huge, Breath of the Wild, vast, uh Follow the Wind type stuff, and I'm like, "Okay, uh, I'm, I think I'm good, but people are probably digging it. I don't know. Uh, it's but hard like, to say. If you're
0: the, if you're the, it sounds like you're the person. It's like mm. they're doing a lot of this stuff for the person that needs a lot of convincing. And I don't, I just, I don't know. It's like they're spending so many resources on someone like you that's, you know, like eighty percent sure they're not going to buy this title. And it's like they're spending so much time and energy trying to convince you to get it well, like spoiling stuff for people that are legit excited and going to buy it no matter what, right? Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know if the... It's hard to say. Like, it's almost it's almost like that game... You know, remember when Days Gone was coming out? Uh, mm-hmm. It wasn't getting a lot of press, and a lot of people were worried about that. And it, it's kind of you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't, right? Where Days Gone sort of just... They had a couple trailers, and then they, they launched it, and there wasn't a lot of fanfare to it. And it ended up being... You know, a game that we very much enjoyed, but uh, there just wasn't a lot of this attention given to it, and which
0: I actually loved because mm. I saw the first trailer for that and they showed like I was it the sawmill or was it a barn or so I can't remember. Anyways, they showed like some building mm-hmm. and a horde coming at the building and like the main characters kind of working their way up to the roof and I was just like, man fast zombies that run in packs that you have to try to like use your environment strategically to avoid and to kill. Like that's so interesting. And Mm -hmm. I was sold and I bought the game and I loved it. Like, I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. I I'm on the, I'm on the stop giving us so much information, stop wasting so much money on, on all of these different marketing things. Cause yeah, you're either sold on the game or you're not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think a lot of developers would love to follow the movie model where they outline here's the movies or here's the games coming out over the next five years and then but they don't show you anything until six months before it comes out like there's a couple of magazine shots there but then there's the trailer there's like two trailers and then the movie comes out like i think that's what they'd rather have a lot of developers would rather have that like the secrecy kind of like Kills it a little bit, like it just puts too much pressure on it. But then the over uh, exposure of a product um, can also probably weigh heavily on a on a creator, but also an audience as well. Like, could you imagine? I mean, you you kind of get it with movies, but not to the extent you get with video games, where they are showing you every system of uh, that's happening. In the game, and it, you you have an option. You don't have to watch it, but if you're really mm-hmm. a fan of those and you want to, you're excited. That's the only way you get to ex- you get to experience the game until it's out. But I mean, personally, like announce the game when you're working on it. Like say, yeah, Breath of the Wild two. It, we're working on it. Great, give me a taste of it. I'm awesome. That's awesome. But don't don't tease <laughs> I'm <awesome. laughs> it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> like I'm awesome. I'm doing. Give me I'm, a
0: taste of it. I'm awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm doing well. But then. Like And I like that Nintendo's doing this, at least so far, is that they've given us that that taste. They confirmed it's, it's in development. We, we know what it's going to sort of it is a direct sequel, but then they probably won't drop a trailer until uh, until it's six months out, you know, or even a year. But I, I much yeah. prefer that that model
0: yeah yeah, me too. but I yeah, we'll have to see. I'm personally stoked for the origami King. It's gonna be a lot of fun, I think, and I'm looking forward to uh, to talking about it in the summer. yeah, summer releases there's some there's some big stuff coming out, so it's mm-hmm. gonna be a good time. uh one last story for you guys this week, the epic game store is offering a refund for recent purchases that then go on sale. Now, is this an automatic thing or is this something you have to like go and apply for? So, uh, it looks like, um,
1: this new function because we, we do have a, a, the mega sale going on. So if you did purchase something in the last week or so, uh, it's probably on sale now. Uh, but this article shows it's an automated system and it wasn't announced, but, uh, it, there was an email this person got and it's a partial refund. So automated system that if you buy something in the store and then it goes on sale later, you will get the partial refund automatically. And I think this is part of a new feature in that before with the Epic Game Store, getting a refund was really a bit of a process, but it worked. Yeah,
0: they made you jump through all the hoops. I can't even remember what game it was that I refunded now, but mm -hmm. it was not straightforward.
1: (laughs) No, and and it wasn't easy. And it was definitely one of those like probably patch jobs just to get the refund because refunds are very important in, in the in the video game digital marketplace, at least on PC. I mean, you're competing with Steam, at the very least, you have to have a refund system. And uh, now, as part of this update, Epic has a better refund system in that you can go to your payment history, and there's a little button that just says refund, and it, it's automated now. I've, n- I've not mm-hmm. done it. But from what the blog post says, it's, it's very much an easier process. You don't have to go through the contact section and it, it's a long it was a long process but now it seems to be uh much easier and i mean this automated refund system like that is that should be the that should be the standard you know i mean this is not video game related but you hear a lot of video game talk of like oh, i just bought this or blah, blah blah you know and i had i had purchased something um uh, from uh home depot and and i had to call in to get a refund and it took so long to get through their system that the price changed again and if i hadn't screenshotted <laughs> it i wouldn't have got the price that i wanted on it and there were and, and it even got to the point where they're like oh we can only give you the price that's on the website like no no i spent a week calling If you had in.
0: answered the phone when <laughs> i first called you then it would have still been on the website <laughs> yeah
1: and that's where you know these systems should be in place that if you're gonna if you're gonna have the ability to contact them and get the partial refund it should just be automated save everybody the hassle i know like you know they might lose money but at the end of the day like you're the one that put it on sale within a reasonable amount of time and it should really be the refund window like it should be two weeks you know Um, Well, and
0: that's that's the kind of thing that we don't know. So what we do know is in the Epic Games store, you can get a refund on a game within 14 days of buying it if you've played under two hours. So it's the same now as Steam. That was a change that they just made this year. But doesn't seem like there is any like there's no blog post about it. This is just kind of a thing that somebody posted.
1: (laughs) Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: And uh, so we don't actually know what, like, the rules around this policy are, right? Like, we assume that it applies on the 14-day timeline, the same as their refunds, but who knows um, if, let's say, for some reason, I buy something on day zero, and then on day two, it goes on sale, so I get, say, a $5 refund, and then on day 13, if it goes on sale again for more... Do I get another five or 10 bucks back? Like, is this a one-time thing? We just don't know. But I think um, regardless of how the mechanics of it actually works, the fact that they're just doing it is pretty amazing. Yeah. So the one thing that I don't quite understand is does, does the Epic store, again, I don't use it very often. Do they have a like a balance in any way like are they just are they putting like money in like your steam wallet or like your battle net balance the way that other launchers do or are they just like giving you a five dollar paypal refund and then I... what's the what's like the the threshold for that like are they refunding 35 cents or do you have to hit you know two three four five dollars like how how big do these refunds have to be
1: yeah i'm not sure uh how big the the refunds should be i mean you know amazon will do price protection and, and it is it, it is Cause that's
0: basically what this is right price price protection or purchase protection one whatever name you want to give it
1: i think so yeah it is it is what that it is what we're dealing with here and i think um it's uh i think it, there is no epic balance from my understanding but uh you, it just probably goes back on to whatever you bought the game on and and i mean um I guess yeah. Just so hope credit card or yeah, or, or PayPal, PayPal or yeah.
0: whatever. Yeah.
1: But in terms of you know what the threshold has to be, like, okay. I mean, if it's automated, it might just do it to the nearest. It might do it as it triggers after a dollar change, maybe. I mean, with most of these sales, I'm sure if it goes on sale, you're looking at fifteen to fifty percent off, something like that. So it's probably significant to a certain extent. And I mean, honestly, you you could contact them to get the difference if it was 50 cents. Like you have that right as a consumer when it comes to price protection. And I mean, the Epic game store has been very consumer and developer focused, so it's not surprising to see them do this. And this is why competition is good because steam might look at this and be like, well, shit, we got to do this too. Right. Cause they are competitors and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, steam, Made those changes. I think I don't know if the changes were as great um, as what Epic was doing in terms of developer deals. But Steam did make changes to the way they did their their licensing and and storefront for developers. Um, I think they changed the way profits work. I don't know, but I know they made changes after Epic came onto the scene and started shaking things up.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well and i mean and and the the competition goes both ways right like this isn't just epic putting pressure on steam epic also talked about you know how they're gonna be supporting mods and achievements Mm -hmm. coming soon so i mean they're they're kind of like putting pressure on each other and again like the competition is good for both sides so i mean i hope steam does move forward with something like this because I mean god it's happened so many times <laughs> that i've been like okay i'm finally going to buy this and then like i wake up the next day oh man
1: yeah no for sure i i i like i like the epic launcher um i don't peruse the store as much as i do going through steam uh steam is still Yeah the i go-to, think i have
0: but... yeah i have yet to actively choose to buy something on the Epic store instead of the Steam store when all other, I guess, all other things being equal. Hmm. I, I haven't chosen the Epic store over the Steam store. And just because, again, I don't have it open all the time, right? So I'll see something on the Steam store and be like, oh, cool, that looks great, and then I'll buy it. Um, oh, I think it was, Oh, there, it must have been one of the games that we played that was also on the Game Pass Oh, it was Ori. It was Ori. That okay, was the thing yeah. that I that I got through the epic game store that I ended up uh, returning because I actually had it on Game Pass. That was the thing,
1: <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I think when it comes like Steam is still my preferred because I think that's where I have the the largest friend network. um yeah. if but... it's
0: if it's anything that's uh, potentially has multiplayer, I would still choose Steam because that's just where everybody always is. But I think that that's uh that's slowly changing. I,
1: I mean, I also like saving money. I'm at the point where. Sorry, I'm. I'm the kind of person that likes spending less money on the same product. So if if for I'm some pretty reason, I'm sure,
0: everybody does. It's just how much how much are you willing to to do? <laughs>
1: I I think you're right. A lot of people are, but some people are just you know that will blindly you know, go to a specific platform because they just, that's their platform. And that, and you know that's, what?
0: That's literally me. You're describing me. I feel both seen and attacked <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Wait a minute. You just
1: said that's most people who want to spend less money. And then I said, well, there are people who just, Blindly don't want to. Oh
0: yeah, hide. I know I'm not most people. Okay, I, I just right. I I will do whatever is easiest right in front of me, which most of the time is Steam. Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, I just said I bought Ori when I <laughs> had it on Game Pass. Okay, Game Pass isn't always in my face. I do not comparison shop. I'm oh terrible. man, <laughs>
1: I am all like i'm all over it uh and that's what that's literally where you know you go full circle like before before you leave that one that game the only reason i knew of it is because i was kind of like oh, i want to dig through these sales and see if there's anything i'm missing and and uh even the the mega sale with the coupon and and the way they're doing free games it's it honestly feels like you know uh a, 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 you know a paranoid person could say like okay, yeah, they're giving you free games and coupons and mega sales now, but just wait, just wait. Just like, okay, maybe. we'll see. Steam never did it. Like, so maybe Epic will be fine. I don't know. It does seem weird that they're giving away a lot of this stuff, but uh, I mean, it's, yeah. You got to shop around, man.
0: I know, I know. I'll I'll be better, Ryan. I'm sorry. (laughs) Can we still be friends?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're going to buy Maneater on on Epic and I think everyone's going to be fine with that. I think it's exclusive. All right, excellent. So
0: it is, yeah. (laughs) Oh man, I can't wait to be a crazy shark. It's gonna be so good. Uh, We will talk about that next week. But until then, you guys can hit us up on the Discord. Like Ryan said, uh, there's a lot of Animal Crossing uh, talk going on there. So if you are interested in doing the uh, catalog party all the information can be found on our discord it's bitly slash tgi discord uh, otherwise you can follow us on twitter you can find me jocelyn joss plays ryan is our murphy and don't forget to follow the show at the gamers in you can also visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com thanks for staying at the gamers In. remember tune in next week bye everybody bye everyone Here we go!